You are now listening to the second episode of the Capeless Crusaders. I am the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. Existential Romeo is the handle. My name is Curtis. What's up? And this is Tall Dark Not Ugly. This is Tom. Uh, at Dr. Barry. And my name is David Barry. This is the Jamie Burgess at the Jamie Burgess. I am Jamie Burgess. <laughs> and this is Drew uh, at Drew JMC. Uh, this week with uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 coming out soon, I just want to see what everybody else's uh, most anticipated summer movie is going to be. So I've got to say, first off, Amazing Spider-Man 2, oh. I never thought I'd say this, not excited. That's because you read that. No, not even even without reading the synopsis. Ooh. Like Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 1 was, was fine, mm. but it didn't give me enough. It was okay. It didn't give me enough to get me really stoked. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it opening weekend. But I've got to say, and even Days of Future Past, still. Wow. Eh. See, I'm hyped about that one. I'm, I'm so, hyped, but Guardians of the Galaxy. There is just no, nothing else but Guardians of the Galaxy, which today, as was, was confirmed, Stan Lee will be making his cameo at the ripe old age of 90-whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'd like him to be the same guy who was eventually fired in Captain America Winter Soldier. That'd be funny if the same guy Somehow got into space. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing out here? Who, who knows? knows? He got fired. What about you guys? What are you excited about? How about uh, Tall Dark, Not Ugly? Uh, I was actually going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, but just a summer movie that I'm really excited about. Obviously, I'm bringing that filmic side to the podcast. Is uh, okay, Interstellar? Film, yeah, it's high five over the mics. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> so, Interstellar by Christopher Nolan with Matthew McConaughey. It does a lot of um, theories with space travel and any type of um, parallel universes and stuff like that. So, it's pretty cool. I really like his stuff and the very minimalistic teaser. Just Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Oh yeah, the teaser yeah. was awesome. Well, it's all speculation. It's all built on speculation at this point, and book, it's yeah. good speculation. I, <laughs> they actually have um, theoretical physicists as the producers of the movie. Yeah, which oh, that speaks pretty cool sense. for it. That lends yeah. some serious legitimate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Legitimacy. There we go. Shut <laughs> up. There's the word. There's the word. You got it. Got it. Curtis yourself. What are you excited about? Uh. I guess I'll be typical and probably just say Spider-Man, um, mm. even though yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> back I'm and sorry, forth. there's just something about Jamie Foxx as Electro mm. that's not sitting right with me, but there's something about Emma Stone that sits very right with me. Oh. She always <laughs> sits very right. So did anyone anyone see what the special edition of Amazing Spider-Man is going to look like? His head. Basically Electro's, yeah, Electro's face. And then did you see what someone did an edit on it? No. They added... The bright yellow, like lightning bolt mask oh, really? from the comic books. They're like, I want this in my DVD collection, and rather than the blue head, instead of the Ultimate Universe looking one. Exactly. Fun exactly. fact: uh, I did once work with Emma Stone on the House Bunny. Oh yeah, really? Really? Ooh, I did. Oh, what were you doing? God. He was a background actor. Eh, yeah, I was a frat guy, college frat guy. Yeah, you were. I had yeah, a big fist bump yeah. scene. Yeah, Dude, that's, that's like I'm gonna go back and rewatch this movie, not yeah. because it's good, but because I want to see Jamie. You'll see it. That's the dream. How did you get that? They all wanted me to talk about that. <laughs> I'm engaged now. Okay. So. so, how about this? How about this? Let's talk about comics. I think I think we should talk about comics. Well, well we're not that, done with the movies that, yeah. yet. Is that the theme? We have, we've only done half the half the tables. Table. What excited what movies? About everybody else. I only high five Tom. I didn't oh my mind. bad, yeah. my bad. Drew, go for it. Oh, I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy too. Hey, it looks five, exciting. Oh, there it is again. Yep. Nice. Uh, Chris Pratt as Star Lord mm-hmm. going to be exciting, mm-hmm. and it's just one big interstellar dysfunctional family. No, mm-hmm. can we be excited about? Vin Diesel as Groot. I mean, come on. Well, I haven't seen. We haven't got to hear any. All he says I is, am "I am Groot." <laughs> but there I could be different Groot. inflections. Does different... he then race someone in like a quarter mile? That happened in he's a the Galaxy? tree. Oh, so no race. So no, no racing. No just, trees just don't just move very fast. Yeah. He's, no he's not doing the car thing. Yeah. <laughs> right then. Uh, but yeah, with all the talk going on and like anticipation for Avengers three. Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be setting it up. So. And I think it, it's going to be crazy because it's like everything else is setting up on planet, like setting up characters we know, mm-hmm. and just throwing a team in outer space. It's like, how are we going to tie this in? That's how they're bringing Thanos in. It's such Thanos. an infinity Refreshing, gems. though, a refreshing boost for the uh, for everything for Marvel in general. It's going to be really cool to see a different... Completely different. Uh, completely different team 
Uh, Chris Pratt's awesome though. He's, I mean, not he's great. An, not a super, not necessarily. I wouldn't say popular team, but not a as you know mass published as other teams. Well, people who know Captain America and the Hulk have your regular standard people have no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. So it's going to be tough for them to appeal to a mass market, but it looks awesome. It looks like Star Wars meets the Avengers. Avengers. Well, I think it's really good as well in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because what the Marvel is really successful at is expanding what most modern audiences are used to. Everyone with, especially X-Men with Bryan Singer, he kept everything so well grounded, um, very realistic. But now with more current comic books, we've been experiencing more interstellar out of this world out of this you know universe thing and i think that's what really the comic books really need to have a push to be more accepted into mm-hmm. you know, movies nowadays mm-hmm. yeah myself I, I have a mix i'm excited for interstellar mm-hmm. of course no one and uh i am excited for x-men days of future past because it reminds me of what i saw when i watched the x-men cartoons mm-hmm. that there was like a few episodes where they touched on the whole time travel thing Comics. so seeing that all the character all the actors from both the first class and the original trilogy, and seeing Brian Singer return to directing X-Men films is nice as well. So I saw that trailer and I was I was hyped about it. As someone who just watched the X-Men cartoons, I was excited about that one. I want to see Transformers. You already no. went. <laughs> I don't care. I still want to see it. Okay. I, I like Michael Bay. Just does just. With Mackie Mac, he threw Mackie Mac in there. So. Okay, so hey, Mr. Filmic over there, I'm not saying it's going to be a wonderful piece of art. I'm saying it's going to freaking look awesome. Oh no, I'm going to watch it too. Yeah, Everyone's going to watch giant it. Giant robots this time with swords. They're bringing in the freaking T Rex, Grimlock, and, and Mark Wahlberg. And yeah, no, they're they're ditching Mark the crappy Mark. cast they had before. Yeah, exactly. They're the keeping in some of them. Yeah. The Jamie Burgess. Yeah. Oh, what are um, you excited about? Well, you know, I was going through the. Um, Fandango app the other day, just looking at everything's coming out of the next few months. It's gonna be a busy summer because I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of stuff. There's like from now until I think July, there's like one weekend where something comes out that I don't want to see. You got Spider Man next week, which I want to see, but like like uh, Barry over here, I'm not too pumped. Um, I want to see Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, only because it's a childhood favorite. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not super pumped for it. A little afraid. Yeah, a little bit afraid. I still probably have to go with the consensus here. I'm really amped up for Guardians of the Galaxy. It looks so good. It looks so damn good. Um, but I'm also a huge Chris Pratt fan, especially from uh, Parks and Rec. He's so so funny in that. Um, he's so funny. He's so funny. <laughs> funny kid. Funny kid. Yeah, he's a funny kid. <laughs> he's funny. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so I think we're all kind of all in the same same deal with there. I think it's one of those things where, like we just said, we're going to see them all. Yeah. Even it's, if we're not excited, we're going to see them all. Oh, yeah. It is a good summer to be a comic book Fantastic fan. Fantastic Four, right? Shut okay. up. Okay. <laughs> There's Tom. Right. There's Tom there. Here comes Tom, just bringing up the rear. Tall, dark, not ugly. <laughs> bringing the ugly truth. <laughs> we're all going to watch it anyways. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Got a point. So what's next on tap here? Uh, we were going to uh, go over what's been happening in the world of comic books lately. Let's talk about comics. I had a really good okay. line before, and then you ruined I totally didn't go by the, the time that we're doing. What was I saying before? We I can know. set you up for that line I again. And... <laughs> mulligan, mulligan. So, so guys, uh, let's Emma talk Stone. about comics. I was talking about Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah. and Jamie. So. We do not check the attitudes at the door. We just keep going with our attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so, comic books. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go? Uh, you can go first. Well, so Drew and I kind of decided that he would talk on the the mainstream, and I would talk on the indie stuff. The big um, two. The, you would talk the big two. I would talk the rest of them. Um, <clears throat> so this week, um, stuff I have picked up from my local comic book store because it's been coming out. Um, there is a classic, like like classic, like golden age comic book called Magnus Robot Fighter which is about a guy in the post-apocalyptic future where robots have taken over, and he is specifically trained, you got it, to fight robots. Um, <laughs> spoilers. And spoilers, Magnus Robot Fighter fights robots. Um, Magnus Robot Fighter was then picked up by Valiant in the 90s. Um, Valiant dropped off mid-90s, picked back up in 2012. Then picked up by Dark Horse, 
Um, those of you who went to Free Comic Book Day three years ago got a free Magnus Robot Fighter issue. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then more recently, Magnus, along with a couple other classic titles, was picked up by Dynamite Comics. Um, so it restarts the story. Again, Magnus wakes up in a world where robots have taken over, humanity is subjugated, being a human is a second-class citizen, and uh, he, no idea what's going on, but knows that he can see the weakness in robots and he's going to fight for it. Another similar um, issue that was picked up, comic that was picked up by Dynamite, is Solar, Man of the Atom, which revolves around a scientist who basically thinks, thinks about chemical reactions that can make them happen. Um, so when there's a bank robbery going on, he turns one of the, you know, matter cannot be destroyed, but it can be changed. So he changes the molecular build of a gun into water. He turns a woman's head into water, so a bullet flies through it. But this is a new take on it because he's now an old man. Something's going on in his head, and he can't handle the calculations anymore. And he almost blows up the bank, and at the end of the issue, ends up killing his daughter. Ooh. So we have no idea, but it says... <laughs> It's similar, similar, almost like Dr. Manhattan style in The Watchmen, because mm, she gets nice. blown away and it says, this is where my story begins. So I'm interested for that one. Is he um, blue and doesn't wear clothes? No, he's, he's red and wears goggles. But, yes. um, just goggles? Yeah, just goggles. Oh. He, has a, he has a skin-tight suit on. Um, a title that I picked up from IDW um, is Frankenstein Alive Alive, which I am stoked about. Uh, black and white, very noir, very detailed comic. Um, kind of a new take on the the idea of the Frankenstein Frankenstein monster that he goes off, has all these all his guilt and memories of killing the Frankenstein family, and goes and basically punishes himself, and then gets a new life, a new lease on life. So those are some of the indie things I was reading this week. Very cool. Through. That's cool. Uh, We'll start, bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the big ones I've been excited about with Marvel is the new Miss Marvel they relaunched. Um, it's a 15 or 16 year old Pakistani girl, Kamala Khan. Nice. So it's really interesting to see this young minority uh, becoming a superhero. I'm a little confused as to what kind of superhero she is because she got trapped in the, that whole inhuman, inhumanity storyline where she's one of the inhumans now, Ooh. exposed to the Terrigen gas. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not sure if she's going to be like if she's actually a superhero or if she's an inhuman, um, but she's modeling herself after Miss Marvel, who's now Captain Marvel. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Um, they also relaunched Electro Title this month or this mm-hmm. week, this past week. So and I'm not too familiar with it beside the Daredevil movie and the Electro movie, but we won't. Great t- we won't, starting. We won't points. talk about. We don't that. talk about that anymore. <laughs> but it. It gave me a little bit of background into starting the comic, and it was really stylized and pretty cool. So it's worth checking out. Um, I didn't get to DC, but I know Jamie was excited about something that he read this week in DC. Yes, I read something new. Besides what? Superman? Besides Superman. Besides oh World's God. Finest? Right. Yeah. Besides, besides Smallville? All, yeah. <laughs> besides anything with the guy in the red cape. World's <laughs> Finest is fine. Actually, it was uh, a new series that a new Fifty Two launch in here, uh, Sinestro. Ooh, oh, yeah. I forgot. That. I'm, ah, proud of that. I'm proud of you, Jamie. Yes. I'm proud of you. I was really pumped up over. to see it on the Box account. I mean, on the uh, you know where I read uh, my <laughs> comics. Um, yeah, basically, uh, you catch up with Sinestro. He's in solitude on um, I don't know what planet he's Carter? on. The prison planet. No, he's not on his planet. But he's um, he doesn't have his ring. He has uh, he has no fear. Um, he's basically just training himself physically. And uh, but it's really a cool twist at the end. Uh, his daughter, who is a Green Lantern, uh, is captive um, by the uh, Yellow Lanterns right now. So hmm. he's gonna have to put the ring back on and and do his thing. Oh, so, so he left the Yellow Lantern Corps. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm my bad. New Fifty Two. When New Fifty Two restarted, he was back with the Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. For oh a while. wow. Yep. Okay. So and then. So they like hardcore the But this is yeah. But this is like way. <clears throat> this is after Sinestro Corps, all that stuff. Right. This is, yeah. So the Sinestro Corps has already been established. Yeah, it's been established. He disappeared for from the um, Green Lantern Corps, Marvel Corps, the whole DC universe, for a while. So now we're just getting back to him. Yeah. Next up on the docket. Tom and Steve's are going to talk about comic book movie news or yeah. what's been happening 
what you're excited about. Oh, you got it. You know that. You want to go, Tom, I'm going to go first, or would you like to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I'll go for it. So I got three stories here coming directly from Slash Film. We're going to kick it off with the return, or better introduction, of Gambit. Uh, Rumors floating around that Channing Tatum has taken a meeting to play Gambit. Um, He met with Lauren Schuler Donner, the daughter of Richard Donner, and talking about him possibly playing Gambit. And he was interviewed at the MTV Movie Awards about a month or so ago, asked, and he said he's getting ready, he's even working on his accent. He won't display the accent because it's horrible right now, but he is working on it. Surprise, surprise. You um, <laughs> can do accents. It's, right? it's believed to be that it's going to be X-Men Apocalypse that he'll be in there uh, with mm. Brian Singer directing. So that is the rumor floating around right now with mm. Mr. Channing Tatum, the one that makes the weather wet for some people. And uh, he'll be donning that long coat and stick and the cars. Stick. Flinging them around. Yeah, I call it the stick. That's right. I call it the stick. Bow staff. <laughs> See, here, here's the... Channing Tatum, like, I will not knock on his abilities. He's an okay actor. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in action movies, I've, I've dug him. I, you know, I... Tom, if you make more faces at me, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> and everyone will hear it through the microphone. We're talking about Channing Tatum, so that's probably yeah, why the faces no, are I mean, happening. I'm not, you know, he's, he's not amazing, but I don't hate him. I don't despise he's him. A likeable guy. He's, he's, like, a, he's a likeable guy. He's done some good stuff. He's trying to sell like, tickets. He's there to sell tickets to <laughs> 16-year-old girls. Oh, Jesus. Wait, my wife is 31, and she likes him. I'm just saying. So, 16-year-old her wants to buy tickets. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not that I doubt, you know, he could maybe, you know, actors are actors. He's trained. But well... I do have to say, I, I have seen him try to act his way out of a paper bag from time to time. <laughs> that paper bag got the best of him. Wow. <laughs> wow. Let's hope Channing never hears our show. Um, my point was... <laughs> 20 episodes later, guest star. I got no problem with Channing Tatum. I don't want him to be Gambit. Gotcha. Mm, so understood. Gotcha. Before you let me get you finished, I don't <laughs> well, want him to be Gambit. I well, don't he, like the guy they used in X Men Origins. Yeah, either. I was gonna say, could he be better than Taylor Kitsch? No, they they both suck. Okay, get someone it. new. Okay, got it. Regardless, just like we've said earlier, if he if he's Gambit, we're all still gonna watch it. This is true. I'll be there to watch. True. I like we're Gambit. All still gonna watch. Mon Cherry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next story I got here, uh, something that's angered many of us who are comic fans, comic book movie fans. Uh, Ari, excuse me, Avi Arad, producer of the current Spider-Man franchise, has said that there will, in no, no time coming soon, that Spider-Man will not appear in any sort of Avengers or X-Men film. There'll be no crossover. His exact quote uh, being, I think I'm probably a little bit of the militant here. I think it will take a moment in which we've run out of ideas. There's so much to tell about Spider-Man. There's so much to tell about the Sinister Six. The relationship between Spider-Man and Venom will bring a whole other world in. There's so much to talk about Spider-Man that we're going to cram every single villain in every single movie. No, no, no. Shh, shh, shh. Did you guys hear that? What's that? It's the sounds of our hopes being crushed right now. It sounds like he's being the dumbest Hollywood producer right now because there are so many comic book fanboys who would fork over tons of millions of money to see Spider-Man millions appear with the Avengers. Money. Millions of money. Did I say I money? I'm would sorry. all of my rupees. Did I have right? Well, you guys would love to see Spider-Man with the Avengers, would you not? Would that not be outstanding to see? The thing is, if he is a producer, he's trying to probably take the artistic route in it all, like how Nolan wants to keep his trilogy separate from any type of universe thing like his. You see, know, and, and, I'll, and that's, that's just one argument. And this know? isn't a knock on Spider-Man. I, I see a different, like, Feel when you're watching Dark Knight trilogy and when you're watching Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man or this Spider-Man franchise. Spider-Man is more of a... He has the one-liners. He's more comedic. He has dark moments that occur. But he's not on the dark level of Bruce Wayne in his tower who's trying to fight justice for what happened to his parents. Parents are dead. Spider-Man's more of a fun, with sometimes serious moments, more of a fun franchise going on there. And it seems like what they're going to do, which is going to piss off fans even though you're still going to watch it, is they're going to wait till they're out of our, their ideas, they're running low on money, and the producer says, okay, let's put him in an uh, Avengers movie. Right. And but by then... It makes no sense of him being in this city it cheapens this it. whole time. It cheapens the adventure of it. Okay, you have nothing else to do. Yeah, now throw him with the Avengers. When, well, I mean, to add on to your point, you know, they kind of established Spider-Man in a world where there's not too many rules where, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy, there's plenty of rules where they could not be coexisting in a universe like that. Gotcha. Uh, and finally, uh, the news that... Cra- that I said the wrong word there. That came out at about midnight last night. Um, we will be getting a Justice League film 
directed by Zack Snyder. Warner Brothers announced this at like hours before midnight last night, I guess. And it should be due to come out either 2018 or 2019. Uh, so far, we know that it'll be expected to reteam Henry Cavill as Superman, Ben Affleck as Batman, and Gail Gadot as Wonder Woman. And uh, real quick to add on that, Variety um, updated that story recently, um, reporting that they plan to film back-to-back mm-hmm. Batman Superman oh, movie okay. with, Justice with Justice League, and we're looking at probably 2017 for oh, really? Justice mm-hmm. League. So, okay. That's yes. just in. Nice. This yes. Hot off the presses from Jamie Burgess right there. Thank you, Jamie. You're welcome, sir. Tommy. Tom, what did you have to talk about? I still got some time? Yeah. Well, sure. We'll, we'll make some time for you, bud. Well, in order, well, just to kind of go with the rumors and everything like that, most of uh, the stuff I get is from Movie Pilot. Yes, I know that a lot of the guys are just, you know, bloggers, but they do get actual information from images and Twitter accounts that they've seen online. Um, the kind of uh, rumor would be for a Marvel film such as Amazing Spider-Man. In future films, J.K. Simmons reprising his role as um, J.J. Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. He's he's perfect as Jonah Jameson. So, um, you know, according to the director, Mark Webb, he was saying that uh, it's really easy to kind of make a new Spider-Man, but it's really hard to replace an iconic role such as, you know, J.K. um, You know, had done before. It's not J.K. Rowling. It's J.J. No, not J.J. No, J.J. Abrams. Right? J.K. Simmons. Simmons, yeah, J.K. Simmons. That guy. So he was very iconic. Wait, in that wait, role. wait. So, yep. so Spider Man is not iconic, but J. Jonah Jameson is iconic. I, I'm just taking it from the from his account that he said that it was really easy to replace and make a I, new Spider Man than to make a. It's new really easy J. to replace your main character, but your main supporting guy who hates him, that guy's. <laughs> I can't picture anyone be else said. besides J.K. Simmons. He nailed it from what I. He was good. Like out of everyone, they pretty much could say like they've always had a, a gripe with any like ca- comic book movie casted. But uh, J.K. Simmons played a great J. Jonah Jameson. There you go. You got it. There <laughs> it is. Jameson. J. Jonah. <laughs> All of the J's. Speaking of J's, hey Jamie. Oh, oh, yeah. oh segue. Hey, segue. You saw some TV we're the last. Like, we're like a big show. <laughs> couple weeks. <laughs> yes, I've watched TV the last couple weeks. That's, That's cool. correct. What, what have you been watching? Well, it's the. Um, Arrow. Mm. <laughs> what else we got? That's it. Just a <laughs> uh, Agents of Shield. Nothing else. Uh, actually, I haven't watched Agents of Shield. Uh, I really haven't gotten into that one. I did see Sorry, a uh, a quote from uh, one of the websites I go to, Green Arrow TV. Um, I think it's dot com. Maybe it's dot net. But it he says uh, that the last three. I don't remember. Never mind. I don't know what that quote was. I, it was something putting down Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but really propping up Arrow because, to be honest, Arrow was damn good. And the last episode Arrow. did not disappoint. Um, but there's people here that haven't seen it in, at this podcast, so I'm not going to spoil everything. I keep hearing I have to. Keep in mind, um, what I, I think what we all like to do at some point is, through our blogs, have individual reviews of the shows that we like to watch um, and kind of how it ties in to uh, you know to the greater universe I would say hashtag it's all connected it's all connected uh, I, I do have to say I know, I know Drew, Drew watches Arrow as well I'm, Tom and Curtis both do as well oh yeah it's really a shame that uh, <laughs> uh, that they're as of now not tying it into a greater cinematic universe because it's really a good show it's it's and this week I also had read on another website, I'm not, Superhero Hype, I believe, um, that early screenings of The Flash have tested really well and that it's penciled in to the fall schedule for the CW, but uh, not set in stone yet, but it's looking good, which hmm. is pretty exciting. That's kind of the TV news that I'm, that I'm looking at this week. That's it. What about uh, coming up for Arrow? Well, coming up, We've got three ep- three episodes left. I think it's three. I think it's three episodes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slade Wilson is mm-hmm. on a tear mm-hmm. through Star- Starling City, um, killing a couple people that are very close to Oliver Queen. We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> and Black Canary is going in for reinforcements. And that's... I'll go ahead and spoiler alert that. That's the League of Assassins and uh, Rachel yes. Ghoul's daughter. So she'll be coming back in here in a few. His, uh, his other daughter. Good his time. other daughter. He's got several daughters. Thalia's. That, not Thalia. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Zeus. He, he gets around. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been around. Zeus. Yeah, he keeps... He keeps... Well, he's a master assassin. Well, he keeps rejuvenating himself. He's got, you know... Random question regarding the guy's name. I've heard you guys say it this way. Raish. Animated series and Dark Knight trilogy said Raz, Raz or Raz Al Ghul. Animated series says Raish. What does? Animated series says Raish. Wait, the wait, wait. Nineties. Kevin Conroy says Raish. Tom, Tom, can you say that one more time? What are they? Raish Al Ghul. Oh, okay. You just said it like six times, so I figured you want to say Raish, Raish, Raish Al Ghul. But nineties animated series said Raz. Raz. No, it didn't. It says Raish Al Ghul. Really? Well, yep. Guess I watched what? It. Kevin, well, has a has a Raz comic producer ever really come out and said, "Hey, this is how you pronounce his name"? I gotta oh, watch it again. It's a word. Is it an Arabic word? Yes, what does it mean? It's for the head what of the it? demon. Oh, great. I didn't know you were oh, Arabic, great, Tom. Tom. Do you speak Arabic? Oh, I have, oh. thought they, I was they, a history guy. You know, it's called That's why reading. the one episode was Heir of the Demon. Well, Heir, no. Heir to the Demon. Heir to the Demon, yeah. yeah. I gotta watch guys, they yeah. Hey, hey combo guys, read. Oh. Reading it's is a hit below the belt right now. But it's wow. not an audio comic. They're not telling you how to produce to pronounce and stuff then look as you're that reading up. it. I don't mean we just have I apologize. That, that's my fault. I, I always thought it was Roz. I why, apologize. Why you, no. gotta, why you gotta wake the demon what? like I'm that? sorry, Tomato. the demon was awoken. I am the demon. Anyways, well, does I, everyone say <laughs> Satan? Some people say Satan. Some people say the devil. Say Satan. Okay, I've never heard <laughs> say Satan. 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 Jamie's just really trying you're gonna like to stay on right now, bro. Uh, tomato, tomato. Yeah. I mean, overall, Who cares? Arrow's just great. Uh, it's been incredible lately, and you know, I, I don't, I don't know how it's, I don't know how it's going to end up. Honestly, yeah. I mean, spoiler, spoilers. When Deathstroke shows up at your headquarters and knocks out your lead character of the show, where do you even go from there? Bombs. He could have killed him right there. Like, I don't, there, I don't. Like, now he's got an, ar- an army, and it, now it looks like that Isabel Rush. Whatever lady Rose, we all know she's Rose. Yeah, she's Rose. It. Now she's got the Mirakuru. Mm. They're gonna go and unleash hell. I mean, the League of Assassins is the only way they even have a shot. Well, can do this on his on his own. Freaking Roy's out of control. I'm thinking that he's gonna turn into Arsenal any minute now because he's got the Mirakuru in him. Uh, it's 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 wild. It's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. And I think what we'll see too. I know we're uh, almost out of time for this segment here. But what I will say is that um, I did see in a photo today a pre-production or a pre-release photo. The League of Assassins is going to be going up against Slade and his army, which is pretty awesome. Um, I think we're going to see in a flashback to Oliver has experience taking that Mirakuru to kill Slade and to quote unquote kill Slade on the island, and then he used the cure to cure himself. That's my guess going forward. But uh, you know. We'll have to see about Can that. Can I add one thing to that? What's up? It'd be really cool to see that League of Assassins fight just because if you guys are looking forward to the May release of the Son of the of Son of Batman, the animated film for Damien, they talk about Raw Raw's racial goal. Ah, you uh, get it. And all of them fighting and Deathstroke is the one that takes over. So that'd be pretty cool just to see that, you know, connected. And with the whole Raw's racial thing, we all get the idea and we all should Al-Ghul. be afraid Al-Ghul. of that. Al Ghoul. Al Ghoul. That's Al-Ghul. the only thing. Yeah. Uh sorry, Agents of Shield. <laughs> DC. <laughs> oh, that was the quote. It was the last two episodes of Arrow made the last three episodes of Agents of Shield look like the first fifteen episodes of Agents of Shield. Ooh, mic drop. <laughs> Hashtag you got served. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. I don't know. I mean, Agents of Shield has has been entertaining to me and I've been watching it and it's been it's been entertaining and they're trying to tie it in, you know, to the films and stuff like that, but uh Arrow just has it. There's just more, the writing's more in depth. It, and it, it, it it's almost it almost kind of comes across in the feel um in the feel of the show. Um the show with the aesthetic, the way that the production is set up and everything, uh usually very bright, well lit um under just about every circumstance. It seems like a brighter, happier. Oh, there's no worries. We're conflicted, but we're not conflicted. I was dead. I, I need to talk to Fury, right? Where um, Arrow is way more of a drama, and there's just so much more that pulls you in. And I, when I talk to people, I try not to make Agents of Shield sound bad. It's not bad, but it has trouble keeping people's attention. I think, and I'm almost—I oh, hate to say this—I think I'm almost watching it at this point out of habit. Mm. I gotta watch Arrow. Man, you yeah, gotta yeah, watch yeah, it. You do. Yeah. You yeah. change your Arrow. life. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, also about Arrow, and I know Curtis, you wanted had some things to say about the new uh, 
the way Marvel's going with their shows, kind of House of Cards style. Yeah, uh, all all the series and things like that that are coming out on uh, Netflix, like with uh, gosh, what Daredevil, Luke Cage, Punisher. Punisher, not no. Punisher. That's rumored. Rumored is Punisher. Jessica okay. Jones. Jessica Jones. Terry Crist. Um, we'll see how those play out. I don't know. I, I want to. I don't know about some of the casting rumors and things like that that I heard. I don't know if anything's official quite yet, other than the shows are coming out. I heard. Some... Well, I think if anything, mm-hmm. Marvel is going to get a chance to learn from Agents of Shield and make it better going forward. They had um, CW and Warner Brothers had ten years of Smallville to figure out what worked for the show and what didn't work for the show. And I feel like they're taking, um, they get rid of all the love triangle bull in Arrow that nobody really wants to see. And they're attracting slowly but surely a a more fan boy. It's more like a love octagon at this point, polygon. Uh, It's MMA, we're all fighting each other. Yeah, (laughs) I was with your dead sister that died and she came back and now. But the good thing is they're not focusing on it as a weekly like drama and it's like getting into the action and the actual like substance people want to see. Well, so here's the thing that I feel like Arrow focuses on a quintessential DC character. That is Green Arrow, who is a rock when it comes to the Justice League. Yes. And, you know, and also keeping kids off heroin, if you read Green Arrow and Green Lantern <laughs> and the smacking, smacking them as they do heroin. Right across the face. But, however, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tried to give Agent Coulson a supporting character in every Marvel movie. They kind of try to make him, you know, the leader of a team. So it's almost like here's a team of people less than Agent Coulson. And here's, you know, oh, they're going to bring Star Power, and they're going to bring Sif. Okay, here's one of the characters from Thor that you really didn't care about. Along with it's the, like a variety show almost. Well, oh, it's exactly. Along with the Warrior three, Warriors 3, like, they were there, they were important, but it's really like, if Thor showed up, they're like, oh, crap, they put, you know, Chris Hemsworth on TV, wow. But no, they put Sif. They put... Lawrence, uh, Lawrence... Fishburne. Did I really just? Do yeah, that? You oh, did. yeah, you did. The it's wrong black guy. The other black did, did, guy. Did, did, did. Wow, Curtis. Did, uh, <laughs> hey guys, can I can I get my street cred back? <laughs> no, it's done. Or is it maxed out? No. <laughs> Samuel L. is going to be on an episode. So I mean, but yeah, one. they're they're trying to give a little bit more legitimacy to it, and it's it's one of those things where it's it the the I, I like the idea I like the idea of having this this team, and it's a little more. You know, it's almost for those of you who understand the reference. It's almost like if you read Hellboy, and then you read the BPRD comic book, which is a, about the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense, which is the organization that Hellboy works for. It's about the agents. It's about the other people on his team. And reading those, you really you 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 connect with the agents. You connect with these guys who aren't going to be invincible, aren't going to survive every single battle. You know, you you read these stories. Of where you know you get connected to this agent, and then by the end he's dead because he was just a human guy going in and fighting a demon, as opposed to Hellboy going in and just punch, knocking it out. I feel like a similar thing. They tried to give that, try to give you that with Agents of Shield. They try to give you mortal, normal guys or talented agents, but they are—they're not the heroes. They're not Thor. They're not Captain America. They are normal guys who bleed and have to fight this stuff that's coming out. Like it's nothing else. I feel like they're trying to go for that, and I don't. I still haven't watched enough of it. I actually haven't watched any of it yet to know if they're actually getting that done right, which I feel like they're not. This is the last thing I'll say. The the show is kind of up in the air. It's floating. It doesn't have much weight to it. They need to find an anchor that's going to reel everybody in. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So up next, we all took the assignment of reading the Civil War series from Marvel from 2006. It was topical. Back in the we, day. we figured basically what we'd want to try to start doing is having discussions and mm-hmm. talking about events and how they relate to the current Marvel universe and also in general just kind of get this group of guys reading comic books because most of them are only reading movies or watching we movies. We all need to read. Watching movies. Not the United States Civil War? No, wrong one. <laughs> you read the wrong book again, didn't you? Okay. Uh, so Steve uh, didn't do the reading, so uh, we'll just skip over it. I did watch Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Okay, no, <laughs> we're not talking about <laughs> Kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> So in Civil War, uh, it all starts off with the, um, who the heck was it? I know it was Nitro, but it was a bunch of villains that had escaped from Rikers Island. Yeah, and then it was it was the... And um, the New Warriors, the new Warriors were, uh, who were pursuing them. The reality point, TV reality show. show. Yeah, the New, new yep, Warriors true. were not originally a reality show. They were originally just a young team. They had Nova and a bunch of other heroes on there. Mm-hmm. The idea behind it at this point was 
they're a reality TV show, they're young heroes, they're gonna, you know, go get these bad guys. And then, much to the detriment of 300 elementary school kids. Failed miserably. <laughs> right. Uh, Nitro goes supernova, basically, and destroys an elementary. He's, he's the Voltorb of the Marvel Universe. Voltorb. Yeah, so if you strong. get that reference, I love you. More like Electrode or Golem. <laughs> anyway. I see Tom suck the life um, out of David. I just, I just, I just so this kind of jump starts the, uh, the U.S. government to want to uh, have all super-powered beings be registered and working for the government, and Tony Stark is the uh, biggest proponent. Ooh. Tony T- Stark slash Iron Man. Um, and it just the forcing everybody to register with the government. Reveal uh, themselves. Because of a big guilt Reveal trip that some lady puts on him at yeah, the funeral. Yeah. Oh, Spit in his face. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's uncalled for. One, one, <laughs> one of the mothers of one of the children who died uh, in the explosion decides to spit on Tony Stark's face. And show him the picture. Of Probably wasn't the first child. time. And not in a good true. way. RDJ. Oh. RDJ. So... <laughs> So this leads to a big uh, disagreement amongst the superhero people, uh, people following Captain America, who is against the, the Registration Act, people following Iron Man, who is for the Registration Act. Big reveal is that Spider-Man is actually for the Registration Act and reveals himself to be Peter Parker. And when I remember when this first came out, it was actually like on a faux pas, or I don't know if it was actually was, I remember it was just like... they market it as if it was like Time Magazine, like he was, uh, you know, putting himself out there as Peter Parker, and he said, I'm Spider-Man, I've been Peter Parker since I've been 14, something like that, and it was like... Actually, he was Spider-Man since he was 15. Peter, Peter Parker's whole <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Spider-Man. <laughs> well, I mean, point. he just discovered himself. Valid point. But it was super big, it was such a big idea, like, because he's probably, like, Marvel's, you know, best-known superhero to keep his identity to himself. Right. So... There were, yeah, there were a bunch of fights going on between the two sides. Im- immediate ramifications for Peter Parker, and when his his most his storied villains come after his family. Right. That was, my, that was my Man. question actually, because that's not in any of the. Was that in his his, his book in, in his the titles. Civil War his titles? Yeah, so his they, titles. They were, reference it. They were on the run. Yeah, yeah the he just time. said that they he would they were somewhere safe, and they was that was that, but they didn't really touch on it too much in the the seven books of a war. Yep. Uh, big events out of Civil War was um, Reed Richards, who was it? Yellow Jacket, and who was nope. the third guy? No. Reed Richards was Mr. Fantastic. Right. Oh, you're saying that. So they uh, created oh, Thor, because Thor is They created uh, Ragnarok, Ragnarok, which is the clone robotic clone of Thor, okay. taken from a lock of hair from Thor that um, Tony Stark kept. Okay. Uh, he it. not creepy at all. Not creepy at all. <laughs> the clone kills one of the uh, anti-registration guys. Kills Goliath. Goliath. That's, Goliath. That's, that's the first death. There's yep. been a lot of fights, a lot of skirmishes. That's the first death. But that's usually that's the big death that was brought up. Um, and then that seems to be it until well, they finally get to the final act. Well, so I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's, there's in between. There's the the registration act. Brings in the Thunderbolts, which is a team, basically the Avengers of villains, mm-hmm. where it's hey, you'll get a reduced sentence if you become a hero, but they use less than um, reputable means to do that. Um, yeah, and and then so, the Punisher, come, Frank yeah, Castle, comes, comes in, in and just blasts some guys. blasts the two guys <laughs> he, he away. Blasts, he blasts the the villains who tried to join the because because villains are just as much affected by it. So the villains yeah. try to join Cap's side, and he says no, they're villains, and he kills them. Do we want to talk about where the Hulk is in all this and what happened with the... the Hulk's he's... not there. Yeah. That's okay. the whole point. That's <laughs> it's a whole a whole other story in general. Well, that was kind of like a big proponent, wasn't Planet it? Planet Hulk. He, didn't ha- he was going to be like... Whatever side he was going to be on was going to win, but he did, took him out of that equation. Hmm. By shooting him into space. Yeah. Well, let's finish with the summary and we'll get into the discussion about it. Yeah. So at the end, Captain America finally realizes... <laughs> a big climactic battle yep. yeah. ensues where they where they break a lot of their heroes out of the negative zone prison that Reed Richards had created. Mm-hmm. Quick Reed question. Richards and soon Storm had also had a little bit of an issue because they were on opposite sides. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, negative zone is, is that kind of like the Phantom Zone? Similar. Similar? Yep. It's basically, and it's a, it's a dimension that sits just, okay, yeah. up, just parallel of ours. And Reed Richards has an entire prison built there where, they, where we, and he has, of course, a portal in the Baxter building that they take heroes through and lock them up well that was initially where that final showdown started in the negative zone right right so they Logan didn't Dyer. they weren't going to be uh, putting anybody in harm's way until they mid-fight realized they've leveled half of new york was it new york they were in new yep. york right new york yeah 
New York. Well, it was, it was, and what it was is it was the the people. It was the, the the people who were running and the people who were frightened and the people who were angry at both sides, the registration and the anti-registration. The fact that they were based, and then with, with that, Captain America realizes that he's he doesn't know which side is right anymore because it's the people who are suffering and the heroes are just fighting amongst themselves. So he goes to jail. Surrenders. Surrenders. Yeah. So that was all that happened in the seven issues. There were a hundred some titles all together. A hundred some issues all together. All the tie-ins are pretty redonkulous. I got through most of them. I read them all. There you go. So we we read comics more than anybody else. (laughs) I mean, it was was a lot to read because it's... You have to think about it. It's it's not it's not just the Avengers versus the Avengers because basically two two teams of Avengers form Iron Man's Avengers and Captain America's Avengers. It's it's the Thunderbolts. It's the new Avengers. It's the the fact that the the Avengers Initiative now crosses all fifty states and there's an Avengers team in every state and there's kids joining that and they're again not sure if they're on the right side they think they're on the right side they think well tony stark iron man he's telling me to do this you know i'm doing this for my country that's a fantastic thing but again then captain america says well what point are we taking away the rights of citizens who are doing what they deem right using their freedom you know to do my my quote question about the whole thing was anyways why didn't tony stark just take captain america's side and say hey between me and you, I'm doing this so I can head up S.H.I.E.L.D. and protect all of your identities. Give me a month. I mean, was he just, I mean. Well, I think the, the the big, Tony Stark wasn't of that mindset until after, once it ended. Once it ended and he realized that he was wrong and he realized what Captain America was willing to sacrifice, he was willing to go to jail. So that was not his end game to become head that of was, S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, no, his, his, that, happened, okay. that happened because the U.S. government was like, wow, you handled this fantastically. We want you to be the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., which then, of course, leads to you know the detriment of everything we'll talk about secret invasion another time but well oh sorry oh i was just going to talk about like when i was uh i haven't read it since like it initially came out but i mainly stuck around with the the spider-man issues because my friend i was reading all the batman comic books but my friend was reading a lot of nova and spider-man during this time and uh i think you know, you were talking about there was more than just Avengers and Avengers fighting, but also just the things in between. So, like the after events with a uh, brand new day, and uh, no, that's that's totally Green Lantern. Yeah, no, that's bright, brightest day. That's brightest, 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 brightest day. Brand new day is after Peter Parker reveals his identity, oh, and right, then right, everyone's right. after him, and then Mephistopheles makes a deal Me- to bring everything. Yeah, Mephistopheles, that guy You're giving us crap about Ra's al Ghul. Huh? <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, um, there's all these things that happen afterwards. So, like the Avengers Initiative with all those kids that uh, join Fifty State Avengers. Yeah, and uh, the Scarlet Spider kind of uh, initiative thing. How that happens, and they go just to hunt down Peter Parker. So that's a lot of stuff that happens afterwards. And which you know, if we want to relate that back into movie world, that's kind of with the same thing we've been seeing with any movie and how you know Agents of Shield. Everything's all hashtag connected, and uh, you know everything has a very great consequence to what happens afterwards it was reading it and you're like it wasn't just like clear-cut good bad i mean each like both cap and tony had valid reasons to doing what they were doing i mean captain of course doesn't want the crew being you know controlled by the u.s government they want to have their freedoms tony stark's got the weight of these kids died this mom at the funeral sitting in my face it wasn't just you know you know, good guy, bad guy. It was valid points to be made on both sides. And I was reading this like, wow, this is like a intense. drama more than just a, an action going on. It's an intense story. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of drama and a lot of, a lot of good points. It, it was, it, it was kind of difficult. I mean, I, I don't know who everybody else sided with. I sided with Cap, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because. But it liked Ben. Well, I think, and that's the way they wrote it. They wrote it to yeah. where you would kind of, in the end, know that Freedom. Cap was right. Yeah, and I mean, then, we're then, talking then about you, people's privacy, which yeah. is a yeah. you know a matter that you know is very dear to people today. You know, and probably the you know our gotta love our comics tying in modern day, you know, uh, current events. Current events, but mm-hmm. um, it it was good. I mean, Tony Stark did what Tony Stark always does, which is get an idea and you can't tell him anything. He's gonna go through with it. He's gotta whether he's right or wrong, he'll learn his lesson in the end. But he's gotta he's got to get it through a system oh, and and that's and that's pretty much what happened you know a classic case of that and you know it's unfortunate that 
you know, lives were lost and relationships were strained, but, you know, then there's always some huge catastrophic event that happens later on in the universe that brings everybody back together again. RDJ. Sometimes. And that was one of the things that, reading it, I was like, we were talking about it earlier, having Spider-Man on the big screen with the Avengers, or even with the Fantastic Four, or with just, it's a shame that different studios own the rights to different uh, characters. Because there was just one, uh, a couple panels where he was, uh, Mr. Fantastic was trying to get at Spider-Man and he's like whipping around and Spider-Man's just got these uh, sarcastic comments the whole time like, oh, this would be great to just have have Spider-Man mouthing off to Captain America. Thanks a lot, Avia Rod. <laughs> yeah, it's for that guy. Um, question though. Yeah. If you guys had to pick one part of that saga that story arc what would probably be your favorite part or something that a new reader would, would definitely take a look into i know the exact panel they might my favorite panel because this whole time so i don't know if any of you knew this probably not because okay thanks reading well reading the tie-ins it, even then it's difficult so when daredevil is arrested and taken into the phantom zone and he has the silver coin under his tongue and he says here's one more because you know it's a a hint to biblical yeah judas. a biblical reference where right? one more piece of silver for for judas yep. mm-hmm. that wasn't daredevil nope that was iron fist danny rand iron fist had taken over as daredevil while matt murdoch was (laughs) (laughs) was was on uh sabbatical if you will (laughs) um and first off i just i'm a huge iron fist fan but that the way that was so poetic the way he has the silver under his tongue and he's one more for Julius. like it was that was fantastic wasn't that the end of that one like comic book right because that, that's when like it's that. that's when it's it's done and it seems like cap and his team is done because yeah. most of them were arrested didn't they go back though and release them and then when when he was getting out um and they found out who he really was they were like you could have gotten out the whole time yeah <laughs> i was like the, the idea was that everyone was going to be arrested because they knew they were going to break out they they had a plan cloak and dagger. yeah cloak and dagger that well because sick. they had um hawkling in as pym I love I love Hulkling and Pym was unconscious somewhere. Yeah, Hank Pym, which was cool. That was a good little twist. What a tool. Mm-hmm. Anyone so, else have a favorite? Uh, well, part? My, well, my favorite panel was when he when Spider Man was going after wow. Mister Fantastic. Mister Fantastic says, oh, "Amazing," and Spider Man says, "Spectacular." <laughs> <laughs> this is when he's still wearing the iron suit, funny. right? No, he was wearing his classic oh. one at that point. When he got school. back into his classic. Yeah, no, yeah. his suit he, oh, his yeah. suit gets blown off, destroyed. Oh, yeah. yeah, in the the by uh, Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah, Iron the Man creator of it. Shuts it, shuts it down and then blows it off him. Drew, any favorites? I think he's flipping through trying to yeah, find it right now. Yeah, he's finding it right now. I don't remember any. Two of my two favorites that I had uh, involved both fights between Cap and Stark. Um, Stark in the first fight, controlling it and kind of not wanting to do what he was doing, but in his opinion, Cap not giving him a chance. And then their final fight, when Cap's got the upper hand, Cap shuts him down. Cap shuts him down, upper hand, and when Cap realizes. Um, when that moment with the civilians come and stop Cap from what he's doing, and then they realize what they've done, the look on their faces is like, oh yeah, this this is hurting other people besides ourselves right now. Winning the battle, but we're not winning the argument. Mm-hmm. The war. Exactly. The, winning the battle, but not winning the war. Tom. Is that, that was the argument? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm just quoting everything wrong today. Tom, okay. you are really angry, Dave. Raz Al Ghul. I do not know Guys, the Guys, it's R-A-I-S. I think... Because I, I read it a long time ago when we first talked about everybody reading it, and I didn't read it again. But the part that right now sticks out in my mind is um, when Cap is uh, speaking to, was it the Patriot from the New Avengers? The black kid mm-hmm. that's dressed uh, like Young him? Avengers. Yeah, Young Avengers. Patriot. Patriot. And, um, oh, no, no, it wasn't when he was speaking to him. It's when they got caught. And um, I remember the, the panel. I can't remember exactly what it looks like, but I just remember, like, this look on Cap's face like it was settling in like you know I'm not going to be the only sacrifice in this I'm fully willing to sacrifice whatever I need to but I feel like even though I'm I'm strong about this and I know this is right too much is at stake and it was almost like even if we win this it's going to be a pure victory because too much is at stake and my buddies and people that look to me and depend on me are suffering from you know from what I'm leading people to do uh, that that sticks out in my mind right now. That because um, Cap, you know, he of all the people, I think he is probably one that we would all know that would 
take that into consideration and not just be like, no, we're going to win at any cost. I don't care. He's concerned about the people that he has on this team. And when that happened, you could just see how he was worried. As opposed to Tony Stark, who creates a clone of Thor without the moral <laughs> side that then proceeds to kill Goliath. Right. That was that was gruesome. That Lightning bolt right to the chest. chest. My gosh. Using the same science that Lex Luthor used in Superman 4 with the hair. That, that's, uh, that's just, yeah, weird. Yeah. There was a fourth Superman? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad one. Drew? Nuclear man. Uh, yeah? Uh, no, I maybe. can't think of a moment. I just oh. I thought it was good to see like these teams that formed on either side, um, especially Cap's team with uh, Cable was a good one, Cloak and Dagger, the Young Avengers that managed to get on the team. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. It was just interesting to see yeah, how everybody sided. Just thought of right now when... Uh, after Punisher kills the guys because they're evil no matter what, and Cap starts punches them out, right? Mm-hmm. Beating the yeah, crap just beats the crap out of them, and but Punisher won't fight back yeah. because he respects him too much. So, yeah, he's the reason. This someone said he's the reason that Punisher went into the military. I was like, wow, that was cool. And because in the in the the storyline that follows Civil War, which spoiler, what? I figured we were going to get into what the, happens after Civil War, <laughs> the death of Captain America. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the I'll just give a quick rundown of this. We talked about that last episode. We'll mention it. So basically, what happens? Cap gives himself up. Mm-hmm. Cap is arrested. Cap is on his way to court. Crossbones snipes him from a building. Sharon Carter, um, Agent Thirteen, brainwashed by Red Skull, finishes him off point blank. So he never once he once he turns himself in, he never puts his suit back on. No, he, he's he's wearing the suit, but he doesn't have his mask on. Okay, gotcha. but it, the, in in the comics, is not really. Bulletproof. He doesn't have a shield. So, well, no, I just meant in general. He just doesn't. He doesn't take up the helm to go. Oh, he's, yeah. Yeah. no, no. So he's so so. Steve Rogers as Captain America is killed, and there is a memorial made to him. Um, and two things are taken. One, the mask of Captain America is taken, and we're all wondering who's going to replace him. And Frank Castle makes it seem like it's going to be him because he has stolen the mask. AKA Punisher. Punisher does not become Captain America. The shield is then taken by. A one Bucky Barnes, the AKA Winter Soldier, the Winter Soldier, who takes up the mantle. No, <laughs> who takes up the mantle of Captain America? Of course, no one trusts him with it at first. He's clumsy with the shield. He uses a pistol in his offhand because he doesn't know how to fight with just the shield. Um, but that he, for a little while, takes up the mantle as Captain America. I googled it and I read all that in Wikipedia. So, <laughs> so we have to wonder. Chris Evans signed on for three more movies. Sebastian Stan signed on for six. <sighs> Do they pass the torch? Do they perform the cap- the death of Captain America? Do they have a civil war? Because even if you just follow the main storyline, that is a lot of superheroes to introduce. Avirad says no. Yeah, Avirad <laughs> says no. We're not going to have Spider-Man in it. We know that much. We're not going to have Wolverine in it. We know that much. There should be a meme about that. I mean, we have Mark Ruffalo, but Hulk's not in the comics, so we got to shoot him into space. Anthony even, Steves is willing to be Punisher. I'm on IMDb. <clears throat> but even, even reading it as someone who doesn't really know all of the secondary Marvel characters, you just kind of accept them as part of the uh, part of the story oh cool this guy can teleport everybody in where they need to go or you know uh this guy is super huge or, or really strong they got there so i mean i think it's it's something that they can have their secondary team members come through they can still make it a smaller story without having to in, in, introduce all these characters do what I they think. did in x-men just introduce mutants yeah just there were there, there are other mutants and here they are they're on the team some of them were introduced, some of them were give deeper stories, but some of them were just here. Right. Part two, you got a minute of Colossus and a minute of um, Kitty where they were running, and that was it. Yeah. And there wasn't until the third one where you saw more of them. Yeah. And they introduced God knows how many mutants in the third one. No. So, if, I mean, they could do something similar. And because and, I've, my, my theory, and this is how I want it to go down, because I don't want it to end with the death of Chris Evans as Captain America, because I love him. I think it would be so. Here's my theory. You ready for this? Here so everyone, listen. You know, Joss Whedon, call me if you want. <laughs> if you want my idea, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking something happens. Probably not a civil war, but some, something happens. A similar event to what we saw in Winter Soldier, where Captain America might be a fugitive. Captain America's arrested. Captain America's killed, which they've set up for. Um, then they go into Bucky picks up the mantle of Captain America, and then we go into Project Rebirth, which Rebirth. Um, was a storyline followed closely after, which is where the Red Skull, in a robotic body, because his body is destroyed, basically reincarnates 
Steve Rogers, removes attempts to remove his mind and put his mind in it. So he would basically be Captain America with the Red Skull's mind. <sighs> exactly. So the reason I think they can do this, we saw we saw him disappear into the cube. We didn't see him die. He was absorbed by the cube. Who knows where he is? His consciousness could be floating around. He could come back and re-manifest on the planet. They attempt to bring back Captain America. Captain America then has the mental battle with Red Skull. That's a part of the movie, them fighting back yeah. and forth while Bucky's trying to get to him. Bucky breaks him out. He fights through. But then at the end of the movie, he says, you know what, Bucky? Because in the comic books is what he does. You're Captain America now. You are the you have the mantle. I am going to go on. And in the comics, he becomes Captain, Captain Steve, Rogers. Steve Rogers. And that's, Which, that's what I thought was going to happen in this movie because they gave him the freaking outfit. Exactly. No, they gave him the outfit that he wears in the in the um, in the comics in the Secret Avengers, which was a, a comic that ran for a little while where he basically ran more of a covert yeah. kind of thing. And he was a super soldier. He was just the super soldier Steve Rogers. He was not Captain America. He had a similar shield. And he, but he did more of the the espionage kind of thing. So I'm thinking, bring him back. He passes on the mantle, goes away into the sunset. That way, Chris Evans can leave the film franchise without us all being angry that he was killed. And then Sebastian Sand can take over as Bucky's Captain America. Joss Whedon, you listening? Yes, Joss Whedon, <laughs> call me. I think that um, what they'll probably do by the time the third one comes around is a lot of the Avengers that are Avengers one are going to play very minor roles into Avengers 3. That would be my guess. We're thinking more Ant-Man. Yeah, kind of some of this new, like the new class of, of heroes that they are kind of introducing. bring in Nova. I want Nova. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch look pretty cool. Yeah, the the shots for them look pretty good so yeah. far. Yeah. But mm-hmm. a lot better than the Days of Future Past yeah. looking ones. <laughs> yeah. That hair, dude. That <laughs> hey, still looks pretty good, though. I don't even think in Days of Future Past, like, well, I mean, Wait, it's all studio, studio stuff, right? They're not going to be quote-unquote related to... So that's the thing. So they have not... They can't say it, right? They So in the... Apparently there's a there's a scene where there's a little bit of tension between Magneto and Quicksilver, almost like they're maybe are related and have issues. Because in the comic books, Magneto has twin kid kids, yeah. Quicksilver and Sky Witch. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to tie that in, though. I well, thought... So is it Sony? No, Fox. Fox has Fox, Fox has rights to X Men, so they can make the relation between Magneto and Quicksilver. Yeah. So, and yes, Magneto they, and somehow somehow yep. they and Marvel have Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Right, but, because those two are part of the Avengers. So right. somehow they split it down the middle. Somehow, um, it's like the Marvel, worst, worst adoption or worst yeah. custody battle. Custody battle ever. <laughs> you split <laughs> the kids in half, and you both get sets of kids. Right. Marvel cannot make any reference to uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch being mutants, and, or references that they are the children of Magneto. Hence, why, just, hence why they had the, the staff, and they are experimented on to get right. powers. So they're twins. mutants, whether it's just not mutants. gifted or whatever. Was, what was the word? Miracles. Yes. That was this the is word. The they age used. of miracles. Yeah. So I think that's going to be there. You got to say it with the German There's, accent. It's the it's, age of miracles. There's nothing as frightening as a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Curtis is not going to be in any of the new movies. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I'm playing Fury. <laughs> so we have a couple minutes left. What were like some of the repercussions for Civil War in the Marvel Universe? Well, David Barry, because you were about the only one who read anything after Civil it. War. <laughs> Goliath's dead. I know that. Yeah, Goliath's dead. Which I, I loved Goliath, and I hated that. Um, so Tony Stark is... Already an alcoholic, but now he hates himself because his good friend Steve Rogers is dead. Um, he is the head of Shield. He um, also integrates Stark Tech into everything when it comes to um, national defense, global defense. Um, basically, Stark Enterprises is the number one name in everything. Um, his entire system integrated in everything, which again leads to problems down the line in Secret Invasion. Um, Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn um, is instated as the head of the Thunderbolts, and they become a part of the U.S. government, the Thunderbolts team, which basically, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're like the mercenaries. I'd say military police-ish. Yeah, but they um, they attempt to uh, rehabilitate the the villains and bring them back into society as heroes. 
um, but they also all have explosives on them so that if they mess up, they get blown to hell. Like Suicide Squad? <laughs> yeah. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I was just thinking the same thing. Hashtag it's all connected. So those are the couple of the, the big ones. Um, the other is the, there is still the initiative. There is still going to be Avengers teams in every, in every state. Um, just the idea is Tony Stark backs off a little bit when it comes to the actual registration process. You can join, but you don't have to say who you are. Um, what's up, Tom? Fantastic Four, Reed Richards, Susan Storm, all you know, lovers. Yeah. Battle. So they're they're basically on the rocks after the. But the other thing, because here's the other thing, is the. What? Don't Black, mouth. Pan- Black Panther and Storm come in for a little bit. Yeah, and they Black Panther and Storm are, are married. That's pretty um, cool. But they come in as replacements for the Fantastic Four. Well, because what happens to the negative zone, the, ne- the portal to the negative zone explodes. And, oh, wait, no, that's Secret Invasion. My bad. I'm getting my storylines mixed up again. There's a lot. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> I was thinking of what happened. Thanks, they, Tom. They, they break up. They don't lose their kids at this point. They lose their kids in Secret Invasion. Hashtag it's all connected. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of helps when you're... Like, you comment, go. subscribe. Jesus Christ. Um, so I feel like the, the the those are the big ones. The big thing is is you know it's the the enormous guilt that is felt by the entire superhuman community because even though there was only really one big death of enduring civil war, which is Goliath, that was still a big one. And also that was oh that was one of the most painful panels is when they bury Goliath yeah. because he died giant yeah. and they had to dig a giant grave for yeah. him. And that was a thing. And that's the thing how you know. That's what makes you hate yourself and want to play both sides is Tony Stark pays to buy enough plots in a graveyard to have him buried. Like Tony Stark pays for the entire thing to have them dig out this massive and then wrap him up and dump him in there because he's died gigantic. To be fair, that was probably only about 20 grand anyway. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, pocket change to Mr. Tony Stark. But still, the idea that he was willing to pay for that, even though, well, of course, he felt guilty. He caused it. So. <laughs> you'll, you'll be okay. So that's the big, the big RTJ. for RTJ. post-Civil War and post-Civil War Marvel Universe. Cool. Cool, cool stuff. So, crazy. So that wraps up our uh, conversation with Civil War. Yeah, it does. Uh, Drew's keeping us on task here. I know. I, Did a good I job, made Drew. a note about what we were going to talk about in our next podcast. What are we going to talk about in our next podcast? We didn't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at that, I, at that point, we probably will have seen... Spider-Man. 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 Yep. Um, probably Who? X-Men. Okay. Possibly X-Men. Yeah. Depending. <laughs> Depending how long it takes us. Well, yeah. right. I mean, I don't know if you guys read, but Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, the post-credits will feature a little promo for X-Men. X-Men. Yep. X-Men. Oh, yeah. So they it's just a promo, yeah. though. Yeah, it's not because a... the studios do want to work together to promote each other, but not to actually uh, work together. Avi Arad says no. <laughs> Hashtag Avi Arad says no. Hashtag. Hashtag it's all connected with Joss Whedon. Hashtag Those of you listening Avi at Rod. home, the sound you're hearing are the index and middle fingers of both your hands slapping, slapping. twice. That's a hashtag. hashtag. There you go. Hashtag like, comment, so It's a... Uh, as insufferable in person as it is. <laughs> so the world, the world is our oyster when it comes to our next discussion. We'll probably talk about the movies. Okay. I mean, we could also, you know, if you guys are interested, now that we've talked about Civil War and the enormity of that event, the next event, if you, uh, if we could track an eye of the trade, is Secret Invasion. Uh, Secret Invasion being the the scrolls moving in and bringing in. We could also read Blackest Night or another. The problem is we can't read a lot of DC events because they take two years to happen, like Forever Evil, that is still going on. <laughs> Couldn't we potentially read Days of Future's Past and see how that kind of connects? We to heard, that he heard, yeah, we, we got that one. Or but. even with the next movie that are playing to you, was it Apocalypse, and read anything about that. Well, let's just wait until... I'm just saying. I'm that, just saying. You know. There will like, be a lot of uh, season finales coming yeah. up by the time mm. we probably get to our next podcast, so we'll probably have Arrow. some. Yep. Oh, damn. I also just finished uh, The Long Halloween, and any minute now, or should have already occurred, uh, my Amazon delivery of Batman Year One will reach my doorstep, so I'll have some more knowledge as to... Of course, that's Batman. I know it's not Marvel, yeah, but I thought I'd throw it in there. No, I, dude, I'm, I'm reading Hellboy. Don't worry about okay. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited Manhattan to read it in projects. Fair and balanced. Oh, yeah. oh. I think, guys, I that our, our goal here would be to be invited personally to Comic-Con 2015. Yeah, you guys listening? Yeah. Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon, call us. Are we? No, not him. Never mind. Let me direct something, please. Yeah, don't, don't talk to Avi Arad. No. Don't talk to Avi. He said no. You can do one of the shorts, <laughs> the one shots. Yeah, yeah. I love to do one, one of the That's not a joke about your height. Oh. <laughs> oh. You're decently tall. <laughs> when you come Sorry. to me for a job for a comic book movie, I'm gonna say no. <laughs>
So, so what are we going to talk about next time? We'll figure that out. We'll figure I mean, we we can always we can you know we'll do it on the fly. Who cares? You well, can the, request something if you like. Oh you may God. check our website oh, and crazy. see what we're talking about at that time if the website's up and running. So we're also we're uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Or Twitter, Twitter. on Twitter. Let's, let's do Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, we'll use Twitter. Twitter's more active. So we're also going to start using, like Jamie said, we're going to start posting blogs. The um, website's a little bit of a sensitive subject right now. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. So we're going to start it's we're like gonna opinion pieces, blogs, reviews. Because that I, way, cause, you know, rather than trying to cram so many reviews of TV shows, movies, and comic books into a single hour, I could talk about as many comic books as I want to on a blog. Absolutely. And we'll have, you know, a couple of us break off for a 10-minute conversation here or there. Um yeah, and of course our Facebook page will also be putting up new yeah. whatever news is out from many sources regarding comic book movies, comic book stories. Uh, we also have a Twitter account, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is at the, the Capeless Cape ones. ones. Thank you guys. Nice. <laughs> that was good. I like the stereo effect. And I do have to say, I had another tweet onto my uh, record. I've got two oh, tweets now, two, two and I retweeted. Tweets. Jamie is a tweeting machine. He's a tweeter. hashtag tweet machine. Uh. <laughs> Tweeting machine at the Jamie Burgess hashtag tweeting machine. <laughs> Tweet that. That's a superpower. Tweeting. Tweeting. Or no hashtag. So I think. Uh, and there will be opportunities for you guys, our listeners, to tweet us uh, different questions. Ooh. Yeah. And if we like them, we'll talk about them. Yeah. And if not, we will publicly shame you for asking <laughs> such a bad question. And maybe block you. Yeah. So be yeah, careful. We, 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 can't, okay. we need the followers. Yeah, when we have We're 12 followers, <laughs> we can't block any. We, we won't block yet. We like, block comment, subscribe. if he follows us. Like, comment, subscribe, retweet, favorite. We have 14 <laughs> followers. Oh, 14. We are uh, moving in the world. It's not just us? How no. many, it's more than us. How many followers do we need to become a religion? <laughs> I am a, I am a tax legal, breaks. <laughs> I am a legal reverend in the state of California, so sure. this could be something. He's going to be performing my wedding. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that about wraps up the second episode of the Capeless Crusaders. It's good to be live, guys. Good show. It's good uh, to yeah, be no, th- thank you for Aziz for actually being here tonight. Yes. Yeah. Sans um, baby. Mm-hmm. So, right. No baby in the background. No rock or stone cold making no trains. noise. No trains. No, no cows. Trains. No disconnects. So as always, uh, I, am, I am David Barry. My name's Jamie Burgess. Drew McClintock. The Azorian one, Anthony Steves. Nicholas J. Fury. <laughs> that's Curtis. Ekapun <laughs> Thomas Pedborsi, but you guys can call me Tom. Oh, that was your fancy name. Mm. <laughs> good night, mm-hmm. old name. Good night, everyone, and good luck. Enjoy.